All right, welcome back to yet another episode of a Fresh Juice, an indie game podcast where we collectively play some of the newest indie games in the indie game sphere and then tell you, hey, is this good or is it not good? And today, as always, I am one of your hosts, Tommy Fresh, and joined on the other side of this screen, of this mic, who is it? It is Maddie Juice. What is up, everybody? It's great to be back. Another week, another game, another review. I'm feeling fresh. I'm feeling juiced. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm good. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I'm feeling fresh, too. Yeah. I'm always feeling fresh and juiced. I'm feeling like we're going to have another great episode. We had a banger last week. We played the Norp Apolog. Please, if you haven't watched that, go back and watch it because that one was a lot of fun to talk about and, you know, hopefully a lot of great things. I think not even hopefully a lot of great things happening for that game yeah. ever since we put out the episode. Uh, I know that correlation is not causation, but I mean, who's going to tell us otherwise? Um, right. But and history was made. Fresh juice history was made on that episode. So make sure you go watch it. Norp, Norp. Norp, Norp. Norp, Norp. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, go check that out. But also stick around and listen to this one first because, well, we're just two bros having a little podcast and it's a lot of fun. So, Matt, how was your week? It's good. Uh, you know, um, Saturday I went to uh, Golf Simulator, which was cool. Um, they had like a little. Uh, kind of like a mini golf thing outside the simulator room that like had a projector and like it had mini games, like a mini golf mini games. So we played like some pong, which was cool. So you just kind of hit the ball into like the little projected circle and it goes away just like beer pong. Uh, so that was kind of neat. That was nice. Uh, Sunday, less fun that day. Uh, watching the Eagles just get stomped on, but Hey, I was able to root for the Packers, so I'm happy, you know, happy they made it in as well. And overall, you know, it was, it was a fine weekend, but, um, man, I got to tell you, it's Monday, and I'm feeling like it's Wednesday. Like, today, just, like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what happened today. I didn't even have, like, a lot of meetings or anything. I just, like, um, I guess I was just doing a lot. Um, so, yeah, I'm just, I'm just white, but how you doing? I'm doing all right, you know. I, I empathize with you. That was uh that was brutal. The Eagles playing yesterday. I mean, hey, we lost to the Giants too, and I know how it feels to lose to the Giants. It, it sucks, but I am happy that the Packers did win the last game against the Bears. We made it into the playoffs. We've we've beaten the Bears ten straight times in a row, <laughs> which is crazy. That's crazy. It doesn't that happen is. in a lot of divisions. So yeah, you know, Aaron Rodgers used to own the Bears. It's been passed on to Jordan Love. He's the new owner. And, uh, you know, all is right in the world. We've exceeded, exceeded expectations. This is the rebuild year. We made the playoffs. We're the youngest team ever to make the playoffs in NFL history. I know yep. we talk a little bit about football. But <laughs> it seems like every – because we always record on Mondays. <laughs> or So it's yeah. like it's pretty fresh yeah. in our mind. But, you know, yeah. it's just – Just wait till it's not football season. Yeah, and we, yeah. we won't bring it up at all. We won't bring it up at all. <laughs> Yeah, until next fall, but yeah, it was pretty cool. But I, I had to travel for work uh, this weekend, so it was like one of those just like I don't know. I'm, I'm a little tired, you know. I had a all day sales meeting, drove two hours home, 
you know, from, from the, the brewery I work at and, uh, but I'm, I'm ready to, to talk of some indie games, right. You know, I've, I've been yeah. itching, itching for it, especially after last week, we had a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, you know, we're on to like what episode 14, 15, 15, I think, I think it's 15. Honestly, it's at the point where I'm losing count, which is a good thing. That's a right? good thing. We just keep pumping them out. Keep pumping them out. Now, you know, as we continue to pump them out, a great way to keep us motivated and to keep us accountable is is to you know check out all of, our, all of our socials if you're watching on youtube you can see them in the bottom right corner uh it is at fresh juice pod on all things whatever they are twitter x tiktok instagram youtube um not reddit probably not only fans only fans uh you know friendster myspace and uh you know Truth Social. Truth Social. Oh, God, no. I don't think we're on Truth Social yet. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but, yeah, but, uh, you know, we, we have an interesting game for you all this week. It's called Just King. It's an auto-battler with, like, rogue-like elements. And uh, it's going to be interesting because, like we said last week, we don't talk about our thoughts about the game until we actually sit down and do this podcast. So it's kind of an interesting journey to find out what we think about these games but we do have some news uh before we get to the review the main squeeze uh what is in indie game news this week yeah so uh this article is about this indie roguelike city builder developer uh celebrating success after uh nine years of development um and finally kind of releasing the game i believe uh it was uh reached like 30,000 units sold which is awesome but essentially what they're doing now that they've released the game is they've announced on Twitter that they are kind of threatening to add all the features that they didn't have time to add during its 9 year development um which I think is just hilarious right like pretty much every time a developer is is building a game especially in like early access there are a million I- ideas that get thrown at them right so i think it's really interesting that this developer might just go ahead and implement everything that they didn't just have time to add during its 9 year development and obviously a 9 year development process is pretty long even for like a solo dev i would say that's a pretty long stretch of time so apparently I was taking, taking a look at their Twitter um, and it's for a game called Dot Age, uh, which is one word, uh, which actually is kind of seems interesting as well. It might be something we want to check out on the show. Um, but uh, people basically just kept telling this person, please don't add any of these suggestions. We want you to just release the game already um, because it's been nine years. So the person released the game and now they're potentially going to go back and, uh, you know, add all this other stuff that they wanted to add in there. And I thought it was an interesting article to talk about because um, it just got me thinking of, like, how many other games that maybe we've played on the show or outside the show where there have just been so many great ideas that these developers have that they just don't have the time to implement those ideas because of budgeting reasons or, you know, maybe, um, you know, executives kind of breathing down their neck or whatever it might be. Um, and I think that it's it's just awesome. Like it got me thinking actually about the Norp Apolog that we reviewed last week, and all the ideas that I've kind of seen in their Discord, 
and that developer potentially going and adding a ton of new ideas. Uh, there were ideas of like taco norps and a taco stand, like all these ridiculous ideas, right? Yeah. Um, so I just thought this was a kind of a, a very cool article, um, and I'm I'm kind of it kind of got me interested in the game. I'm like, what else you know could they really add? It seems like this game has so much. I mean, it's a roguelike city builder, so that already seems like it's a lot just from the genre alone. Um, but yeah, I just thought this was a very interesting. Uh, kind of take and i would love to see like more developers just have fun with it right just go back and add ridiculous things into the game add things you didn't have time for um it just shows that indie love and that indie passion that developers have so yeah just kind of uh not really a you know a breaking news sort of article or anything like that but i uh, just thought it was something fun well yeah actually it's it's pretty interesting there are parallels here to the norp apologue uh, developed by Myco. This is a single solo developer as well. And, you know, it has similar vibes. I mean, like, I'm very interested just by reading the merciless city builder about an impending apocalypse. It sounds <laughs> like a lot of fun. So, you know, I like a good roguelite. City builders can be fun. The apocalypse element probably adds some really interesting, you know, reasons for you to kind of redo your city. Uh, it, I'm assuming that's how it goes for the roguelite. So really cool. And like, yeah, there's probably so much stuff on the cutting floor for so many games. Right. And yeah, and I actually, you know, it's, I, I'm glad you picked this because I think this topic might be very applicable, a, applicable, not applicable. Oh, maybe one or the other. Who knows? Oh, yeah, sure. Applicable, Tomato, yeah. Applicable to the game we're going to review today. Uh, you know, and that's very interesting. It, it's almost like perfect that you picked this. Um, I did have one other bit of news that just kind of relates back to, was it last week we talked about Xbox doing yeah. the AI art? Uh, Magic, Magic the Gathering just did it. Yes, um, I saw that. I saw that. I should have added that in here. I did see that. Yeah, well, I, I, I know, they did it, and then they denied it, right? Yeah. And then... You know, I think it was today or like actually it was like last night they, they came out and were like, oh, actually, we said that it wasn't, but it actually is. We're sorry, which whatever, at least they admitted they were wrong. But also, uh, I don't know. Why did you deny it to begin with? Which is like you looked at like the because uh, it was basically they were showcasing um, some alternate art dual lands. Um, you know, they're they're just cards from the game. And they superimpose them on this kind of like, I don't know, land, not landscape, but it was like in a room. Yeah. It was like a, like a steampunky room uh, yeah. that, that was AI generated, but it was touched up a little bit, but they missed some things. Like you look at the light bulb and like, there was two different, whatever the heck the little squiggly thing is in a light bulb. It was two of them the on filament. top of each other. Yeah. Filament. And, and yeah. then also the, uh, there was like a gauge. Like the gauge, yeah, yeah, yeah. The gauge was I like didn't didn't make sense either. So like, it's just funny. I mean, it, it's just so relevant. It's gonna keep happening, and this won't be the last time that Magic does it. I don't think they're just gonna be really careful about <laughs> like checking over everything that they put out, and yep. and also like it's funny. Somebody brought the brought up the the point was like when they denied that it was AI art. Like, well, why wouldn't you say who it, who did it then? 
right? Yeah. Like what in that tweet? Like this is not AR. Who is it then? Like, it's yeah. like you know somebody. Yeah, I I saw like they were like, yeah, you've only been putting like giving like the artic, uh, artist credit for a decade, and mm-hmm. now you're not doing it. So like, that's a clear indication that <laughs> yeah. there was no artist, right? Um, yeah, and it's funny you bring that up too because I actually just saw that Disney got caught doing it. And Disney, I mean, they're known for animation. They're known for, right, like hand-drawn art and just incredible animators and artists. It's just it's just blowing my mind. Like, uh, Also, I saw uh, Wacom, uh, W-A-C-O-M, like they make like the tablets and also like uh, um, kind of like the stylus for artists. They've mm-hmm. been making that sort of stuff for years. And they released like an image on their Twitter or something like that that was made by AI. And it's just like, do you even understand who your audience is at that point? <laughs> Not that this is, you know, becoming like an AI bashing podcast, but it's like, you know, know your lane with all these people, right? Like know that with magic and with Xbox, you know, these are all art forms, right? In a way you can't mm-hmm. be relying on AI for, you know, for all so- these things that you used to rely on artists for. <laughs> it's okay if it's a new endeavor and maybe you're trying AI with that, but, don't change the way that it's always been. Yeah, That's it, my opinion. Yeah, you know? no, I, I understand. I mean, like art is a form of expression, right? That's yeah. what it is, right? And AI can, and we said this last week, AI can be very helpful for a lot of different things. And I, I won't even get into the world of trouble that Midjourney is about to be in, because I don't know if you caught that as well. But basically, to sum it up is that there's been proof that they were laundering artists' work to feed that algorithm Midjourney uses and yeah. and in their discord in the like developers discord of Midjourney they were like yeah well we'll just steal it you know it's like <laughs> what are they going to do and like there's screenshots and all this stuff oh so like there's going to be a, a huge class action lawsuit for any artist that like had any of their stuff stolen and uh, you know it, and eventually there's going to be, I mean, I would be worried if I were them because I'm sure they stole stuff from like large studios like Disney and DreamWorks yeah. that like kind of fed into it as well. You know, you're playing with fire, right? It's, it's, it's a classic, um, uh, like St. Elmo's fire kind of, uh, situation where like, you don't want to, you, you don't need to go steal that, like do it the right way. And like, you'll get respect, but I don't know. Yeah. It's un- uncharted territory. And, and hopefully this means people will learn, especially like like Hasbro or Watsy, uh, mm-hmm. Disney, Xbox. When when the, the, the lashbacks happen, you just hope that they say, okay, it's just not, this is not as easy as it is and how much money we save by doing it. It's not worth it because it's going to hurt our bottom line in a different way, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's- Absolutely. It- Wild. Yeah. yeah. I hope this is the last time we talk about it, but uh, unfortunately it'll <laughs> it probably will come up be. again. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, very interesting. Now let's talk about just King, the game that we're reviewing this week, which is on steam for only three 99. It's a pretty cheap game. Uh, I think we did get it on sale for two 99 at the time. Uh, the keys were not given to us, uh, but we would still tell the truth about this game if it were, uh, the case, but it is, you know, as I said before, an action auto battler with roguelike elements. Assemble your party to venture into different lands, fighting fearsome kings and their deadly armies. Use your loot to hire and upgrade mighty heroes or the bard. Being a little thing is developed by Vish and published by both Vish and Indie Arc. 
and currently only available on Steam. Let's talk about the gameplay. Just King. Tell me what you tell me what your thoughts were here. All right, so I did not enjoy the gameplay personally, and I don't know if it is because I'm not used to playing auto battlers. I'm used to obviously kind of um you know being in control but i've also played games like vampire survivors right where it's i guess in a way is an auto battler um but for this game my first real issue with it um because i did have some high hopes for it. you look at some of the the gameplay you look at some of the uh the, the screenshots just the art everything and i was like all right this is probably something that i can get into it sounds really interesting like with the description you just said but my first problem was I didn't really find much onboarding or tutorials. Uh, it was very kind of confusing at first from the gameplay side of things. And the kind of the way that um, you start the game is that you essentially choose a companion, I guess you could say, in a way, um, that is kind of protecting the, I guess it's, is that the king? <laughs> like, this is the thing. I was like, I don't know what I'm really doing in the game. Um, so you kind of choose this companion that has different stats. Uh, the king has certain stats. Um, and then you kind of choose a world to jump into almost, a, um, or a level to jump into, I should say. Um, and once you jump into that level, um, you'll have enemies spawn in there and you kind of just have to run around the level and, um, you know, avoid the enemies while also hitting them with the, you know, auto, um, the auto weaponry that you have. And then there will be a kind of a giant king that sort of spawns in the level. You have to take them down as well. And then that's how you kind of progress through the game, um, at least the amount that I had played. Uh, so my real issue, though, like I mentioned, was there wasn't really a tutorial or anything. You you jump into the game and it, it kind of just shows you like WASD. It kind of just briefly shows that. And then it says like plus and then it shows a picture of the, the mouse that you would use. Um, and that was it that kind of faded away. And so I didn't really see that at first because I was kind of looking at like the rest of the game. Um, and so I'm running around and I'm, I'm clicking, I'm like trying to shoot and like, I'm just like, ah, I don't really like understand what's going on. Let me hop into the settings and see what the controls are. And there are no controls in the settings that I found. I could not find any keybind section, nothing like that. So I literally had to go to the Steam page and read what am I doing in this game at all. Like, I just could not really understand what I was doing. Um, so once I read the Steam page, I kind of got a better idea of, um, you know, of, of kind of the goal of the game. So I, I progressed through a few more levels there, ended up dying, um, which, uh, you know, was a, is a whole kind of another thing where uh, essentially the character, the companion that you choose in the beginning if you die with that companion, you lose that companion. Um, so uh, that that was kind of something that I ended up learning, you know, while playing through the game. And uh, there's also a whole kind of leveling system, right, where you can sort of sacrifice, there, almost like in between levels, there's like a little shop of like other companions you can get. And you kind of like sacrifice them in order to get kind of their like their stats. There's certain like stats that you can, uh, like for example, I think... Uh, uh, the companion I chose ha was like a rusher uh, and like a uh, purgatory, I think it was called, or something like that, um, where basically these these companions that you're sacrificing in between the levels, 
they will give you, they will tell you, oh, this is a rusher companion that you're sacrificing. So you can upgrade your rusher companion when you sacrifice it. So it's kind of, I mean, that was kind of interesting in a way, but to be honest, I was pretty lost with this game and I tried to look into it. I shouldn't have to look up videos. I shouldn't have to look on the Steam page for these sort of things. So um, I actually, you know, for people who are into auto battlers, maybe it's a, it's a good game for you. It does have good ratings on Steam. But for me, you know, I, I almost felt like when I jumped into the game, I was playing a sequel of a game that I did not realize was a sequel. That's kind of what I felt like. Like, I should have known these things, but I don't know these things. Um, so that was really my overall experience with the gameplay. I thought it was, it was just confusing, and I just, you know, maybe if there was some sort of tutorial, I would have enjoyed it more, but I really just didn't understand the concept of the game, and it just took me too long to really get there, and by that point, I just wasn't enjoying myself with it, unfortunately. So I don't know if you felt the same way, Tom, but uh, that's, it, was, it was shocking to me that I felt that way about this game, uh, but what did you think? Yeah, so I I had some similar complaints here. Uh, I I jumped in, and I thought it would be one thing. I I definitely thought it would be different, right? You know, I I jumped in thinking maybe it was a little bit closer to Vampire Survivor, and then I realized it had the roguelite elements. And then after I beat the first level, like the first room, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I saw it's a it's a basically a roguelite tree almost just like slay the spire, right? You have different paths you can take up and, and then you obviously play the main boss of whatever that level is. And you, there's like different rooms that have different kinds of uh, designations, whether it's like, here's an elite enemy room or here is, it's a non, uh, a non enemy room. It might have like a treasure yeah. chest or something like that. So I, I, started to understand what the goal was here. Now, in terms of being an auto battler, I don't, it's not a true auto battler. That is for sure. I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned with my knowledge of the genre, I could be totally wrong here, but I don't think like having, like there was no, I don't know. It felt weird to actually have to move in the game. Mm-hmm if it wasn't going to be like a straight up vampire survivor kind of thing, because it had that vibe, right? I was thinking that. And then also your, your little companions will move around with your mouse. And it just felt to me like, and some of them are, are, you know, some of them are going to be weaker, the companions that you have. So like, it just felt like some of them was like, it didn't explain why they would stop attacking. I didn't really like, it wasn't like an apparent thing. And I'll be like, why is this not attacking? And like, why do I got to run around? And then also mm-hmm. like, I mean, this could be something I totally missed, but if you lose a companion and then it's just the King or the main character left and if they don't have, they don't start with any kind of attack. So you're just you're screwed. You're just <laughs> running around the room until the enemy just kills you. Like it, it's so, inintuitive I don't or counterintuitive whatever it yeah. didn't make sense <laughs> like I just like <laughs> what's the point you're just wasting my time like I should be able to just restart the run right like if unless you want to give the actual main character thing a, like a base weapon or base attack or something like that so that was my my take on the gameplay right off the bat 
Um, I started to understand the shop system, you know? Yeah. It was, it wasn't like that part wasn't too hard for me to understand. Like, you know, each time you beat a room, you get sent to the shop, you can buy items, you can give the items to your characters. Uh, you can buy new characters to help out your, uh, uh, your main character, your King or whatever. And then you can also trade in, like you said, you can trade in your companions to get tokens, which the tokens can help upgrade the other companions that you might get, whether that's letting them have more items or, or upgrade their abilities or something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. Kind of a, I mean, you know, not for nothing, uh, a kind of a cool system, upgrade system. I kind of thought that was smart or not smart, but like it was like that was neat. I think that's like yeah. a cool way you like cash in like a companion that's not useful for you anymore just to like try to build up your other companions. But uh, all that being said, <laughs> it didn't, the, the gameplay never got more fun than, than I almost, and this is why I wanted it to be like what I would assume is a true auto battler where maybe I just got to click, right? Or maybe I just yeah. have to move. I shouldn't have to move and rotate my guy, rotate my guys, in my opinion. Uh, so like, yeah. and then, so like, then I could just jam through these rooms to get to the shops and like, just, I think maybe the true enjoyment is upgrading these companions, getting new ones and, uh, you know, seeing how far you can take them and, and kind of like strategizing about changing out the companions and getting new tokens and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. the base gameplay was not good enough, in my opinion, to get me to want to actually explore that, if that makes sense. And I played a decent amount of it. I was like playing it because like, whatever, it's very simple. It's very easy. And you can kind of you can mess around with different things. And I was trying to get to a point where I'm like, OK, this is like really in enjoyable to me, but. I don't know what people are on, 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 on steam. I was looking at the reviews. I was like, am I crazy? Is this like, you know, and, and there's some good stuff about it, which we will talk about, but like, I felt like there were, are a lot of great ideas going on with this. Yeah. Right. Um, it has the depth, but not the follow through. It doesn't have the execution in my opinion, at least from the gameplay standpoint, and um, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Now, speaking of story, yeah. was there any story to uh, talk about? I mean, it's a roguelite, so like th that can go either way sometimes. Yeah. Um, the only story I really came across was um, sometimes, or well, not sometimes, but uh, there are certain levels, like you were mentioning, like certain certain kind of rooms have different purposes. So you would sometimes enter a room and there would be kind of some text dialogue there and it would give you a choice of what you want to do. I think like one of them that I came across was like, do I want to run or do I want to like, um, you know, fight or something like that? And if you, I, I don't know what happens if you choose the wrong one or if there even is a wrong one. Um, but there was, uh, I guess, technically some story elements there with like whatever that text dialogue is. And I'm, you know, there's some kind of inherited story because you are a, King and you know you're uh, trying you know people are defending you because you're the king but there wasn't really any like true story elements that I found um, in this game you know even though it is a roguelike you know like wizard with a gun had more story elements than this one by far um, and you know also just speaking of the gameplay for a second you made a great point where 
I do feel like if maybe this game from the control perspective just was like WASD, similar like Vampire Survivors, I might have actually enjoyed it more because that that was kind of complicating the gameplay, like figuring out, okay, I always need to kind of like aim my mouse at these guys and also walk around where, you know, in Vampire Survivors, you're kind of aiming your character with your movement. Uh, so uh, I, I thought that was a great point that you brought up there. But yeah, as far as story, I didn't see a lot of story elements here. Uh, you might have played more than me, though, because clearly I wasn't having a great time. Um, so maybe 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 there's some more story elements that I didn't find out. But um, was there was there anything else uh, from from your end? Well, I think the gist here is like you're, you're a king and you're being defended by these companions and and, and you want to get to the bosses and, and beat them. It's classic tropes in, in, in these kinds of games. And, you know, even, even like Slay the Spire really doesn't, like, you know, has this similar kind of tree of roguelite playing. And, or even Cult of the Lamb has a similar kind of thing going on, which is is nailing it It's a, like, as far as doing this correctly. Now, there's stuff like when you choose a world to go into, it will kind of give you like a watch out. These are the kinds of enemies you're going to see. These are fungus people you know, whatever, yada, 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 which is like, whatever it's, it's more like, um, color commentary, I guess. Right. You're, they're kind of just like painting a little bit more of a picture for you rather than mm-hmm. giving you a real story. Now, I don't think we should, I mean, in my opinion, I don't think you can really count that against the game because of the nature of the, the genre. And I, I like that. They're like, yeah, here's actually some flavor to the game. I think that's, that's totally fine. Um, but there's, it's nothing resembling a coherent story. That's for sure. So, um, but the, the visuals are not unique, but they're interesting. And I'm interested to hear what your take is on the visuals. Yeah, I actually thought the visuals were fine. Um, they're kind of like these little sort of pixel sprite characters, uh, that, uh, you know, they're kind of cute in a way, uh, right. Where they kind of have like these big sort of eyes and, um, you know, the, I I thought the art also for like the levels was fine and like the enemy design, you know, was fine. Um, yeah, like you said, like there's a good amount of depth with this game and that also kind of rings true for the art where like, I felt like a lot of the stuff that I saw, you know, the different types of enemies, like they were unique in their look. Um, you know, they're all kind of cute and they all kind of follow the same sort of body type in a way. Um, but they have, you know, different things on them, different colors, uh, you know, uh, all that sort of stuff. So, I, you know, overall, I thought the art was was good. You know, the backgrounds for the levels were interesting, had a little bit of depth to it. Um, I wouldn't say it's anything like incredibly, you know, unique um, with, uh, you know, with this game. But overall, you know, I was I was fine with the art. Um, it it, it uh, didn't really exceed my expectations, but it didn't fall short of them either. Um, it was, it was just kind of, okay, this is what the art style is. Like I can deal with that. Like this, this works for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was about it. Uh, when it comes to the art, uh, what about you? Yeah, I, um, so I, I am a pixel slut. That's for sure. I love some (laughs) pixels. Right. And I I enjoyed the character design, the sprites. I, I I think that was fine. It was like, you know, whatever. It's kind of refreshing to see some nice sprite art, but I will say the the i don't know if you call it like the ui of of the the menus was in my opinion atrocious it looked it was so messy the font was brutal brutal Mm. to read that's for sure 
And, you know, I think some of the backgrounds were nice. But I, which is what I don't get. Like, why are the backgrounds nice? But like, you you had to make everything else spritey. Like, there yeah. should be some kind of accessibility here, right? Like, where, where I, I should be able to read it. Like, maybe I just can't read, but I I think I can. And and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like looking at it, it's just like jarring. I thought I found a lot of the the menus and the the interface to be very jarring. So like. While I enjoy the sprites, it, I couldn't because, you know, like I said, the best parts of this game were when I was in the menus and the shops and stuff like that. And, like, yeah. it was just brutal to look at. And I'm like, oh, God, like, I can't even really truly enjoy this. I don't think the enemy design was that great, in, in my in my opinion, either. I felt like it was that was a little bit more lazy. And it was just, like, the kind of same... Same thing with the the companions, where it's it's the same kind of model that they just kind of made very mm. boring, rather than like these companions that they make really interesting. And like I think there is something to be said about that. Like I think this is why people like the game is like you get to kind of collect and upgrade all of these. It's, it's like a plethora of of different kinds of companions that you get, and they all kind of look cool and they have their little personality and they do different things and it has like this RPG element to it that's like you want to build like a really cool party which i could totally understand that but like god i mean the inter- i i really couldn't stand the men it was just so messy in my opinion i just didn't like it yeah 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 you brought up a good point like uh you know about the menus and i was remembering like with the shop i was very confused at first of just like the way it was laid out i was just like all right i don't really know you know, there were, I think there were some tool tips there in the, in the very beginning, I think, um, that kind of just talked about like how you can like sacrifice like those heroes or companions. Um, but, uh, yeah, I will say like the, just the layout for the shop. Like I just, I just didn't get it at first. And I, I mean, I, I started to learn kind of how, how it worked, but, um, it just, yeah, you know, it was counterintuitive definitely is I think a good way to describe it. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it, it was, it was, ah, it just, like, I don't know. I was just expecting, like, more with this game. Just looking at it before playing it, I was just expecting, like, a little bit more all around. But um, but in terms, I, I think I think the next segment, though, the next part of the game is the strongest part for me, and that's the music. I thought, I don't know if you agree, but I thought the music was really great. I thought it slapped. I found I found myself not playing and just sitting there listening to the music because I was like, this is pretty solid, you know? Like, this is, um, it's kind of like a, you know, um, kind of like retro, kind of like upbeat sort of, uh, sort of music, um, at least for like the levels that I was playing. I'm sure they can, they can change based on the level. Um, but overall, I, I was really happy with, with the overall music. I didn't really get a huge impact from like just the sound effect and that sort of sound effect design. Uh, I don't really remember too much like uh, of, you know, it wasn't very memorable, I guess you could say with like the way that the, um, uh, the weapons worked or like the enemy sounds, things like that. But as far as like the overall music and soundtrack, uh, and they're actually really proud of their soundtrack as well. I was checking them out, I believe on Twitter. And they also made a post on uh, like their original soundtrack. I think is like available maybe on like streaming services and things like that. Um, uh, on Steam, they were talking about it, so they are very proud of it, and I thought it was really great. Um, but unfortunately, I think that was the strongest part of the game for me, uh, just overall. Yeah, I, I think I'm 
probably right there with you. I don't think that I was like this slaps, but I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not offensive on the ears. It's very, it's video gamey, like like it's very yeah. upbeat and and it kind of it made sense with the whole vibe. It really was the thing that I mean, if it were just if it was just a black screen with that music and the sprite characters, I think. I think I I think it would have been a really good game. Like I don't think that like it's one of those things is like take out like all the other nonsense. I'll just watch these guys run around and listen yeah. to the music. Like I think that auto and, like, battle. And auto battle and then I'll upgrade them sometimes <laughs> so they look cooler or something like that. Like I yeah. think that is maybe what I was looking for here. And I think the music was was good, but I, I don't think it was like the best, but it was like is far and away the best thing about the game. That is for sure. I, yeah. I totally agree there. And, and yeah, I mean, I, there's something to be said about that, but you know, when I get to my final rating, I'll, I'll kind of make a point about why, uh, you know, and, and it, it, almost similar to wizard with a gun in a way. It's, it, it, I don't think a, a game could be solely carried by the music. Um, yeah, as good as it is, but now I don't think that like this game didn't reach levels of Wizard with a Gun soundtrack. Yeah. Like that was something really special. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to make that clear. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. there are there are different tiers here. Like for the listeners, like this, it, I thought the music was great. I was bopping to it a bit. But Wizard with a Gun is just a it's it's just another level when it comes to the soundtrack. But definitely the strongest part for me. Um, and in terms of performance, it ran great for me. I mean, it's a three four dollar game. Uh, not a lot going on, you know, pixel sprites running around. So I didn't have any issues with performance, uh, but what about you? Uh, no, neither did I. I mean, it, I would be concerned if, if, if I did, but <laughs> yeah. you know, it is, uh, it's, it's very low maintenance. So, Hey, I mean, we, we definitely, we definitely gave our opinions on this game. So like, let's get to our final ratings. And for anybody who's just tuning in for the first time, our ratings kind of go from, you know, they're all grocery store themed. We're, we're fresh juice after all. So, you know, from the top, you get certified fresh juice. You're your Norps of the world. You're, <laughs> you know, I mean, your cocoons of the world, your dredges of the world, you know, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, a steel, you know, it's, it's, it's great for the price. Like you'd be like crazy not to buy it. That's how good it is, but it's not quite the greatest game ever, but it's still very good and very worth the price. These are games like, you know, I think like a, uh, Easter like blood yeah. was like, you know, I was a little bit higher on it, but that's where we kind of landed on it. Um, you know, games like that, like just good games that like, you're not going to be unhappy with. Then you got get on sale because you know, it, it's, it's good, but is it worth the price? Probably you should wait for it to go on sale. You know, these games, these games are a dime a dozen and, and they, they tend to actually have a second life in when they become a little bit cheaper. Um, and then you got your manager special, you know, a deep sale, right? It's like almost free. Like, you know, like, sure, if it's a free-to-play game, you should play this game uh, or, or you know, something like that. But, and then finally, spoiled milk, which is what nobody wants. It's spoiled. It's the opposite of fresh juice. You want, you don't want spoiled milk. Now, Maddie, juice, what did you give this game? Yes, so uh, I gave this game, I gave it, you know, even after everything I've said, I gave it a manager special, all right? It was close to spoiled milk for me, but the only reason it wasn't is because I'm not super familiar with this genre, 
and clearly people are enjoying the game. So I don't want to, you know, kind of, uh, you know, say that this is just a, an awful game and it's spoiled milk just from my perspective. And I also, like you mentioned, there is a lot of depth in the game. Um, there was definitely, you know, a lot put into it. You know, I'm looking at their Steam page here. There's like over 100 items. There's 33 heroes, five zones. Like clearly they didn't, you know, this isn't just like kind of a crap game in my eyes um, that, you know, should kind of just be pushed aside. But I do feel like, you know, it's a it's a $4 game. I, I considered refunding it on Steam, which is kind of ridiculous, right? Because like it's just four bucks or three bucks, whatever we paid when it was on sale. Um, and yeah, so I, I'm just giving this a manager special. Uh, you know, it was very close to spoiled milk for me, but I just, there's just something in me that's just like, I can't do that. You know, I just can't do it with this one, maybe another one, but this one, it is a complete game. You know, it is a complete game, but uh, I'm curious to know, what are you thinking about this? Well, you, you bring up a good point that you just can't give it spoiled milk because, you know, people do like the game. They seem to have a lot of depth. And there's a lot to be said about you not being able to do that to, like, give it the spoiled milk. But I can. I'm giving it a spoiled milk. <laughs> okay. I've said some good things about this game, right? I try to find the good stuff about this game. But I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I hated it. And and I, like, I tried to play a lot of it. I just, like... I, I just was mad. Like I was mad. I had to play this game. It, it, and I, I, I don't, and I don't want to come down on, on the developer or anything like that, but like, it's just, there was, there's a lot there, but it, and it could, it has a lot of the potential to be a great game. But my issue with that is all the good stuff. There is stuff I've gotten elsewhere. Right. Yeah. Like where this is doing it half-assed in my opinion and lower than half-assed like you you sure you nail the music the music's fine i like the sprite art but like some of it was unlookable at that's not even like a real thing to say but like i could not look at it i just did not like what i was seeing and then the actual gameplay like i should want to go into the next room in a roguelite and i didn't I was like, that is the worst part of this game, and that's what this game is. So, like, I don't think I could actually recommend anybody get this game to me. Um, uh, and I know people are enjoying it, so, like, it, it doesn't matter if I give it a spool of milk, but it's a spool of milk for me. I, I, yeah. I there was, I just, it made me angry. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> and, like, could you imagine if it had the music from, uh, from Chessarama, too? Oh I mean, I would have punched the hole through my monitor. <laughs> So like, yeah, that. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I get that too. And like, I just want to make it clear for the listeners and everyone out there, like, these are our opinions, right? And if yeah. the developers are listening, you know, like, obviously we want you guys listening to, to try it for yourself. Right. But we're just trying to kind of guide you maybe yeah. a little bit just based on, on, on what we like and what we prefer. But I, you know, I was this close with the spoiled milk. So we might've had back to back equal kind <laughs> yeah. of ratings there. And Tommy starting the year off strong with the certified, and then with the spoiled milk. You're going the whole spectrum there. Listen, the whole spectrum. My my New Year's resolution. I'm coming out swinging. I mean, it's either a hit or it's not. But you know, it, I uh, you make a good point. Like these are opinions. If you want to, it's a very cheap game. You can definitely try it out and, and not feel too bad if you feel the same way as us. But you also might be one of the people that are really enjoying it. Uh, for me, it was a spoiled milk. 
was close for you. Manager special. These are low ratings, but you know, uh, it's it's part of part of the podcast. We gotta we yep. you know if it's shit, we'll tell you. All right, like we're not. We're not going to glaze anybody. Even if, if if the game's given to us for free, we're not going to, you know, if, if this was given to us, this was not going to be like some, hey, get on sale or something. You know, it was it was always <laughs> going to be these ratings. So, um, yeah. but very interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was wondering if you were going to feel the same because I know you, you really like Vampire Survivor, right? Yeah. And, and I play a little bit of Vampire Survivor, but not that much. So like I was wondering if you're going to come in a little bit higher and like you did, but not really like I was wondering if you were going to give it a little bit more, but I'm glad we're a little bit on the same wavelength. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, And honestly, like if maybe if I played this game for 30 more minutes, it would have been spoiled milk. You know, I I think you might have played a little bit more of it. And so, you know, but I was I was also getting upset as well because I wasn't understanding what I had to do. So, you know, it was definitely, uh, I always go in starting with certified fresh juice and every time I kind of get knocked down a peg and then all of a sudden that's what the rating is. So, uh, but speaking of vampire survivors, the game, just to tease the game for next week, it's almost like a kind of a spiritual successor in a way to vampire survivors. And we won't spoil the name here just yet, but just tune in for next week because I think it could be something really cool for those vampire survivor fans out there. Yeah, it might be coming out right before the or the show might be coming out right before the actual game comes out, right? Uh, I think our episode will come out like right after the game comes okay. out. Okay, awesome. So, awesome. Still good timing. Yeah, good timing. Hell yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's Just King. You know, we got a manager special and a spoiled milk. And, you know, hey, it is what it is. Well, hopefully next, next week is a, a better week for us. You know, we have to play the games. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we do have some listener questions. They are flying in folks. If you want to submit a listener question, you can do it. Um, well, we're going to probably start discord soon. Yeah. Maybe I'll look That's at doing goal. that tomorrow, uh, before this episode comes out. If, if there is a discord, we'll put the link in the show notes. If there isn't, it'll be on the next week's show notes. Uh, how's that yep. sound? Um, but or the Twitter or the Twitter now, uh, you can submit these questions on the YouTube comments or, or just reach out to fresh juice pod or, or myself, fresh buds pod and, and Matt at Matty Gorm, or you could just text us like bags did bags is a good friend of us. And he, he wants to be on the show when hollow Knight two comes out. That's for sure. Um, yep. he says, asks, doesn't even say he asks what time of your gaming lives would you want to go back to? So for this one, I have kind of two answers. Um, One of them is back when I first started playing Gears of War. Uh, That was really the probably one of the first online games that I fell in love with. Uh, And it was just kind of a magical time with the Xbox 360. I think it a lot of people do consider that kind of the golden age of like modern gaming or even potentially the golden age of gaming is kind of those, you know, um, 360 kind of GameCube, um, you know, uh, PS3, um, kind of that golden age there um, in a way. I think the 360 is probably um, one of the consoles I, I, I miss the most just because all the great times I had on there. So probably around that time. 
but also something a little bit more recent is actually like when Elden Ring came out. I believe that was in 2020 um, or uh, I, I think it was in 20, uh, 2021. Yeah. Um, whenever it was, everybody was working from home. Me and the boys hopping on Discord, like eight of us on there. <laughs> Everybody's playing Elden Ring. We're all streaming it. Um, you know, we're like, dude, where did you find that boss? And like all this stuff, it was such a great time. It's such a great, you know, it was a relatively small window, but, um, you know, compared to, to kind of the Xbox 360 window, but I had such a great time gaming during that, that little window there. And, uh, it's really something that like, I didn't expect to happen. I think that's why I liked it so much was I was just like, wow, like I did, I, you know, I was just thinking I would just play Elden Ring solo and then all of a sudden that game blew up and everybody's home at that time and it was just like almost like the perfect storm um so probably those two times would probably be my like top two you know times of gaming that i would like to just go revisit um but uh yeah what about what about you tommy this one's a little bit hard for me because there is one in recent memory that yeah i would like to go back to that time uh, but not really. It's I mean the first one that came to mind was uh, the Animal Animal Crossing uh, new uh, not New Leaf New Horizons, uh, yeah. which was awesome. Right, everybody was playing Animal Crossing. We were all like, oh, "What's the turnip prices this week? You want to come over <laughs> yeah. to my island or something like that?" But on the downside of it, uh, it was during a global plague, and we couldn't leave our houses. So, yes. That would be awesome yeah. to go back to just the Animal Crossing part, but maybe not yeah. the plague part. But the next thing that came to mind, like, I mean, there's a lot of great times I've had, you know, my time with the GameCube, right? You know, just playing Super Smash Bros. Melee, stuff like that. But I go back a little bit further. I remember, so uh, for for the listeners who don't know, <laughs> I, I used to live in a house that... Uh, Maddie ended up moving into right. You know, yeah. I, I we we moved down to Florida, and, and Maddie and, and his family moved into my old house. But I remember sitting in uh, what became uh, your dad's office in in uh, your house, but like it was just like a playroom or whatever. When I was a kid, I remember sitting in there playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater One on the N sixty four, and just like. I, you didn't know a lot about like skateboarding. Like I was so young, but like, I was like, I knew I liked skateboarding cause I had one. I would, I would run around, but I didn't know that there were skateboarding tricks. Right. Yeah. And like, you know, you could grind rails and stuff like that. Like that was so much fun. Like this whole world and like this music that came with it. And, and it was just, I don't know. There's something really cool about it. like, even when I think about it now, I know the graphics were like, so dated at this point but like in my mind thinking back i'm like those are the best graphics i've ever seen right like yeah. at that point <laughs> in my life i was like this is a real person that i'm controlling riding around on this this uh this skateboard which was i don't know I, there's something fond about like yeah. seeing experience experiencing that for the first time but um yeah. great question bags absolutely too i also i always remember every time i think of that game i think of like that level with like the really it's like this it starts with like the steep kind of driveway and then you're kind of like 
fly up over like the half pipe and you break the glass yeah. and you like go through the glass. I always, I, every time I would break the glass, I was just like, that's so cool. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I was just like, I'm breaking glass in this game. Like maybe it was kind of just cause it was like realistic ish in a way, but man, and that soundtrack too. I mean, like I just got you going. I mean, yeah, also like one of the things you collected in that game was uh, VHS tapes. So yeah. like, that's like insane to think about. Like, that game was when VHSs were still being made. So yeah, yeah. Um, uh, next question comes from K Moore, who asks, "Do you prefer games that take a while to come out, but are fully complete, or early access games that may never get a 1.0 release?" Ooh, um, yeah, I could take this one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. so <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. This is an interesting one because I don't know if I really have a preference of, you know, if like there were kind of two games in front of me uh, and I didn't know what they were, but I knew one wasn't ever going to get completed and one was fully complete. Uh, and I would choose the fully complete one because I do have an interest in early access games. You know, as the listeners probably know, I love survival games and most of those release early access they have for years. And you kind of get to see, right, like the development of these games from from inception to, you know, I guess no release in this case. Um, but even like a game, you know, like DayZ that like I, I've played, you know, before um, that I, I think they did officially release. But for years, they never did. Um, I still had great times in that game. Games like H1Z1, like I had amazing times in that game and I was never upset that it didn't release fully. Um, so. I, I had great times with that, but I guess if I had to, you know, if I knew what both games were, I would want to choose a game that was fully complete if, like, I had to really choose between the two. Like, if, you know, for example, I don't know, if there was, like, um, we were talking about, like, Banjo-Kazooie versus, like, Crash Bandicoot, and Banjo-Kazooie wasn't going to be complete, but Crash Bandicoot was, I'd probably choose Crash Bandicoot because, you know, they're kind of similar games in a way, right? And I just want to choose the one that's complete. Um, so, but there is something for me that is like interesting about early access games. I'm playing one right now called once human that I've been publishing content on, on my YouTube at Manny Gorm. Check me out. Um, and I've been loving it. I've, they've had updates pretty much every single time I've launched that game. There is an update with things that are changed and it's just really exciting to be like, Oh, what's in the release notes this week? You know, like, what did they add? What did they change? Um, you don't really get that with fully complete games. You kind of have to wait until there's like a DLC or an expansion. So um, it's just, I think both are, are different, but I, I guess I would probably choose like the fully complete game just because it'd be a fully complete game. Um, but what do you, what do you think for this? Yeah, I'm on the fully complete game train. I, so I don't mind early access. Like I, I don't think I like really come down on it, but it does feel weird for me. Right. Like, I was like, what are we doing here? You know, I, I almost <laughs> prefer like when games are like, well, here's a, like a beta, like come test the beta and stuff like that. And I guess that's a form of early access, but I don't think that's true early access to my knowledge. Right. And cause like betas end and then they, yeah. they take that information and then they go back out and they're like, here's the game. We took the beta testing and the alpha testing, all that stuff. And we tried to figure out what the best thing is for this game. And here you go. So I kind of like that. I want to experience a full game and I don't like, I don't mind some DLC too. Like, you know, like if, if there's more that you want to add, like 
and and I like your game enough, I'm gonna buy the DLC, right? Like, look at yeah. Super Smash Bros. I'm I'm buying the new characters, no matter what. Like, even if it's ones I don't like, I'm still buying them. So like, yeah, it's just uh, I, that that's where I fall in it. But that's a great question, Kmore, because it it comes up quite often, especially like when we're looking at games, we're like. We don't want to review something that's early access because, well, it's tech- is it a complete game? Is it like, is that what they want to be reviewed? And then maybe it yeah. never comes out and it's like, well, okay, then what are, you, what are we doing here? But great question, K-more. Uh The yeah. last question comes from Capolo, a.k.a. the Swiss Prophet, a.k.a. the Notorious B.I.G. Um, happy birthday, buddy. We share a birthday. Um, happy birthday. He's a longtime bud over at the Fresh and Buds podcast. He's been on the show multiple times. What are your favorite mobile phone games you would recommend your listeners to play? You want to take this one, Tom? Yeah, I feel I'll... bad. I answered the, the no, last no. For, you're good. You know. I mean, we we we, I, we usually fall pretty uh, close on on these things, but I I would say Retro Bowl is is huge. I slay I play yeah. Slay the Spire on my phone. I know that the best version is on. Uh, the like PC or, or, or switch or whatever. Um, I, I have recommended that game knighthood. I do enjoy that. I'm a big solitaire guy. <laughs> I like, I'll, I'll jam some <laughs> solitaire from now from here. Like, you know, whatever. I, I like jetpack joyride, stuff like that. Some time wasters. But I think like the, if, if you like football, like retro bowl is really good. And I think that developer or like some copycat de- developers have done other games. Like I, I think I've seen, there's a soccer one, a baseball one as well, if, if that's what you're into. But those are the games I, I, I tend to like on, on mobile. I mean, there's not really a whole lot. Like, I'm playing Knighthood and Retro Bowl uh, currently. And then a splash of of Solitaire. And then I'll, like, randomly try to learn a, uh, like, a new card game, like Cribbage. I learned how to play Cribbage. Mm. It was pretty oh, fun. Okay. So yeah. and I, I did that on mobile. So like I'm always looking for new mobile games that I can get addicted to, but I think I'm pretty set right now with Knighthood and Retro Bowl. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the thing with mobile games is I feel like I'm always kind of like, you know, moving on to another one and then I play that for a good while and then I move on to the next one. Um, so yeah, for me, definitely Retro Bowl. I mean, if you like American football, it's in my opinion, probably the best mobile game for American football way better than Madden. Um, just simpler, easier to play, you know, no online connection needed, just just easy to play. Um, I've also been playing a, a decent amount of this game um, called Sticky Terms. It's actually from uh, one of the stories that we covered a while ago um, about a developer that um, he essentially creates uh, really interesting mobile games. Uh, he, he has a popular one called uh, Bacon, where you're essentially just flipping a piece of bacon onto random things. Um, so it's not, I mean, it's kind of a game in a way, um, but he also creates this game called Sticky Terms, where essentially you're um, each level, it's a very kind of simple and minimal looking game. Each level is kind of these broken up words that you need to like rotate and kind of combine together to actually form the word. Uh, and then once you form the word, every word is, you know, it might be in a different language that you don't know. It tells you what that word means in that language. So it's kind of an interesting way to like learn new terms as well. Um, so I don't really think it's meant to be kind of like a, uh, you know, learn a new language sort of app or anything like that. But I just thought it was an interesting concept. So I've been playing a bit of that just to kill some time. Um, and then also, you know, I, I know I mentioned like I have the backbone like controller for my phone. So, I mean, that kind of makes it, 
uh, in a way, not really like a mobile game experience, but I've been playing like Rocket League Sideswipe on there, which is a really cool like 2D version of Rocket League uh, that I've I've been enjoying quite a bit. Um, but probably the game that I, I play the most is 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 definitely Retro Bowl. Um, and uh, probably another game that I played a good amount of was Ding Dong XL, which I know was that was a long time ago. I do remember That's you playing a, that. Yeah, that is a super simple game where you're basically just have a ball and you tap the screen and the ball moves to the other side of the screen and there are flying objects that are kind of coming past it. So you need to basically move in between all the flying objects, uh, but you have to do it kind of quickly. Otherwise, like the ball explodes if you're sitting in one place for too long. So um, that was a really good time killing sort of game. Um for me but yeah uh th- those are probably my recommendations yeah uh ding dong excel was was like, like a really unique take on frogger in a way which i thought was yeah kind of cool um shout out frogger <laughs> i love like og frogger and there was like a oh old, yeah do you remember the old pc game of frogger where it's like 3d and you had different levels yeah that was yeah that was legit that game should have won so game good. of the year th- this year <laughs> game was frogger's awesome. hard too I think Frogger is like underrated as like how difficult that game can be. Yeah. You know, it's it's tough. You know, I still I struggled when I was a kid. I still struggle playing Frogger sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But shout out Frogger, which actually actually that's another great mobile game, uh, Crossy Roads, which is a Frogger yeah. uh, evolution. I I do love that game. Uh, we do have one more thing before we go. The Rec Room. The Rec Room is where we recommend something that maybe isn't an indie game. Could be. Um, uh, for you all to enjoy. What do you have? I'm really interested to see what this is that you have written down here. I knew you would be. Um, so this is, uh, I actually kind of have two recommendations. One is a game and one is a show. Um, this one that I've written down here is actually something that uh, Kmore showed me. So shout out to Kmore. Thanks for the listener question as well. Um, and it is within Fortnite. There is, uh, you know, people can create their own game modes and their own kind of games really within Fortnite totally for free. And he kind of messaged me and he was like, hey, um, like, can you hop on some Fortnite? I want to show you something. I want to hear your reaction. So we hopped into like a little voice chat and um, he just gave me like this code that essentially loads this game mode in there. And it is a 2D top down gauntlet, like old school gauntlet. But it's like Fortnite characters, and it's not it's not super in depth like Gauntlet, right? It's still kind of a work in progress. But it was really cool to see. It oh, was basically, awesome. it's it it is you know you choose your class. There's like four different classes. You got like the warrior, like the ranger, the wizard, and I forget what the fourth one was. Um, and everything like the weapons that you're using are are like Fortnite weapons. But the wizard, for example, has like this gun that essentially shoots like magic missiles out of it so it's kind of like you know uh like you're actually a wizard and it is pretty easy too uh, but you're kind of running around these levels collecting keys collecting coins and every uh to get to the next part of the level you need to collect a certain amount of keys and a certain amount of coins to open the next door um so it's kind of it was kind of interesting like there's ice levels that like you're sliding around um, you know, there's just kind of regular levels where, um, you know, you're just kind of running around on, on regular stone floors. And then there's kind of like these bonus levels that are just like all coins, which is like, obviously makes me think about like Gauntlet Dark Legacy and old school Gauntlet. Uh, so it's just really fun to play. And it's definitely something I'll keep my eye on because apparently they're working on like adding a lot more to it. 
so, you know, it could be something I, I you know, I, I do on stream and, you know, maybe we play together at yeah. some point, but it, it, it is very early. It's not, not a lot of depth to it, but it was just really exciting. So I figured recommend it to the, the listeners out there. Um, search for it on the Fortnite, whatever directory it's, it's, I think it's called 2d gauntlet on there. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, Sounds amazing. and then, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're big gauntlet fans. If you haven't figured that out already. Um, and it was just, uh, it was just really cool to, 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 to see. And also, you know, we've been following a, a discord project for forever, right. That where, where fans are recreating gauntlet dark legacy and there hasn't really been anything playable from that yet. So just to be able to play something in the realm of Gauntlet was really cool. Hey, realm, that was a pun there. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then the other thing I just have to recommend is a TV show that I actually just finished watching. Um, it's on Netflix. It's called Blue Eye Samurai. Oh, I um, it, Yeah, and it is uh, eight episodes. Um, it's animated. Uh, it's kind of a 3D animation, which is really interesting. Um, but in my mind, it's like a samurai John Wick that's animated, and it is like a revenge story. Um, it is really great. Uh, like it's just uh, it's got it's got some some boobies in there, which is cool. You know, animated boobies. But it's also got animated dongs and you know, all that stuff that you what? want in a show. You is know, that what I um, want? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe well, they're animated, is. you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but it, it is. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a great. It really is a great show. So I definitely recommend checking it out um, for the listeners out there who have some Netflix access. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Uh, well, I'm interested in both those things. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, so I'll be checking them out. I will say that. Uh, but uh, what I am recommending actually is not is 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 going to be a card game uh not unlike it will be most likely packaged like uno or sushi go or or games like that like small box it is going to be called thrive and why am i saying going to be called it's still in development it is by uh this fella sasha markovic i hope i'm pronouncing that right who is a former flesh and blood developer a card designer and who decided after he his contract with them ended that he wants to cre- he wants to design a game if not now when right so he started de- designing a game called Thrive and a couple days ago I was reached out to because I'm involved in the Flesh and Blood community to uh, play test this game on Tabletop Simulator uh, with uh, myself uh, a friend of mine William Knuckles who has a YouTube channel called Table Pit and my friend Pat Shaw has a YouTube channel called off the rails TCG and Sasha basically had this tutorial for us to let us play and wanted to, he's doing a community driven development, right? He's designed this game and he wants feedback from players of all kinds of age groups, all kinds of uh, gaming levels, right? He said he's had kids play it, 70 year olds, gamers, non gamers. And he's kind of just gathering all this information right now. And he, I think he en- plans on launching a Kickstarter by the end of this year. So, but the cool thing was he gave me a print and play. So I printed out the cards from the game. There they are. S- sleeved them up. And I've been playing with my fiance, her sister. Uh, and I got to say, this game is so good. It like, yeah. I, 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 I'm not just saying it because I was asked to play test it, but I was like, cause I, I, I had no expectations. I know he had designed flesh and blood cards. Didn't really know him that well. 
I went in and I was like blown away because it's so simple and has a lot of appeal for a lot of different people, right? My fiance and her sister, they're not gamers. And they're like, that was a lot of fun. You know, we, I want to play that again, you know? So like, yeah. that's when I knew I was like, wow, Sasha's onto something pretty incredible here. I can't wait to see where it goes. I mean, former NFL player, Dalen Mack is obsessed with this game. That's all you need to know. That's quite the endorsement, <laughs> right? So, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's pretty cool. I was, I was just actually, and I've designed a game myself. So like just kind of being a part of the process with somebody with a little bit more experience, it was like super cool for me. And, uh, I'm, I'm super excited to play this game. I want to teach some more people. So, uh, you know, and kind yeah. of get their feedback and relay it back to him. You know, I like being part of like a community thing, indie thing, you know, pretty cool. So, um, yeah, that's my recommendation, buddy. Yeah, no, that's that sounds awesome. Um, you know, I did play the game that that you had created that you you know had in <laughs> development, and I know how much has to go into that, right? Because you have to think of everything, balancing and and everything. There's so many factors. So um, to be able to play something that's currently in development that is enjoyable and like and you really see a lot of potential with, right? Is like um, that's really something like special. And um, question like how far along development do you think it is at this point? Like, do you think it's like right at the beginning and they're just getting feedback now? Or do you think it's like kind of um, maybe like a focus group for a game that's like going to be coming out in the near future? It's, it's been just over a year, I believe. Okay. Since like the original idea and he kind of put pen to paper. Right. And the funny thing is he's, he's had like 30 iterations of the game. Right. Yeah. And, the actual game that he's landed on was the first idea. Like the base game that he originally designed because he like tried to make it more complex and he just found like it, the the fun factor just kind of dissipates as it got more complex just based on it. But this game is still very deep, but also simple, very cool, very exciting. Uh, I'm just, I'm just stoked. And I just want to spread the word because like whenever, whenever that Kickstarter comes out, obviously I'll be, I'll be blasting it and, and hopefully getting people to, I mean, I'll, I'll be obviously supporting it. You know, I'm excited yeah. to have like the real thing because it has like placeholder, you know, art and stuff. Right. So yeah. I want to see, just use AI. <laughs> 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 we, I was, I think we made that joke to him when we were play tested and he was like, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he's just, he's actually looking for an artist currently. So if anybody has cool. like some cool artists, they want to send my way, just DM them to me and I'll pass them along. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's been the show. It was a good, another good one, buddy. Yeah, it was, it was a great one. Yeah, especially we had some killer listener questions. So just a reminder, make sure you guys send those in, the Twitter, the YouTube, wherever you wherever we're going to see it. Just comment it somewhere um, because they, they really do spark up some great conversations. So appreciate those listener cues coming in. Um, but, yeah, Tommy, another great app. Another great app. Continue to follow us on all of our socials, at Fresh Juice Pod everywhere. You know, it's a great way to support the show and also to, you know, like you said, give us listener questions. Or even if you just want to message us anything, like we'll, we'll take it like or, or, yeah. or recommend a game that you might that might be coming down the pipes that that you you would like us to play and, and, and review. You know, we're always looking for stuff and there's like a billion indie games, right? Like we could sift through it all day and like we could miss some. So, you yeah. know, I mean, imagine if we never saw the Norp Apolog, right? Our lives would be different. I would feel lost. <laughs> but, 
but yeah, you can continue to find me uh, on Twitter at FreshBloodsPod. I am mostly doing Flesh and Blood stuff over there. I have another podcast called Fresh and Bloods. You can check it out if you're interested in TCGs or if you want to learn about the game, just reach out to me. I'll, I'll point you in the right direction. And where can people find you, Matthew? Yeah, if you want to check out some of my content outside the podcast at Maddie Gorm G O R M on uh, all of the, uh, the the socials, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, all that sort of stuff. I have been streaming a little bit more, which has been fun, uh, and I've also been focusing on my YouTube channel for a game called Once Human, which is a really interesting looter shooter kind of MMO sort of survival-y weird game. They literally call it weird in the genre on their website. So it is weird. Uh, and I've been having a, a great time making content for that. So if you're interested, check it out on the YouTubes at Maddie Gorm. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, and if anybody that listens is going to be at PAX East in a couple months in March, we will be there. Reach out if you want to hang out, uh, meet, yeah. meet up with us on the exhibition hall. You know, we're going to be running around doing some fun stuff. So uh, thank you all for listening. Very excited for next week. Please stay tuned and stay fresh, you, you dang juice heads. Yeah.